0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate okay, legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shamlop. But the reality is... They
1: don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen, to, me, I'm not an idiot.
0: What's going on? What's happening? How are you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by... BetUS, here with your break from all the high-resource-five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And life is back on, sports bettors. BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code, TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Blackout's tailgate legend, Jason Bailey.
2: Greetings and salutations, boys. I'm sitting in a freshly... WD40 seat, so no squeaking tonight. <laughs> so we're starting the week off on a on the right foot.
0: And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. Man, that was really soft.
3: And so, what
2: know. was that our offense?
3: <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking that same thing. I was like, kind of like our offensive line, but I kept it to myself. But uh, then I didn't. So there we have it. <laughs>
0: So homecoming was this past weekend and obviously the game itself, not the outcome you want to see, but it was really a great time back on campus and back in the Hattiesburg area. Um, you know, starting with Friday night, I, my, uh, one of my best buddies from college and high school, John Mills, who was also Seymour. Uh, we went out to dinner Friday night. It was, it was good to catch up with him and his family. Great to see him in town. And Jason, you had a, an event at Brewskis.
2: Yeah, so I think it's getting to be that part of the season where we say, like, you know what? We might not win every game, but we ain't never lost a party. (laughs) Uh, And that's the truth. Um, So the thing at Brewskies was put on by Larry Bellapani and a whole bunch of Sigma guys uh, from back in the day like to get together. And then uh, uh, not specifically Sigma guys, but a bunch of those guys have been getting together to put on a uh, it's, it's called Friends of the 80s Homecoming. And the first one that I heard about was two years ago. It may have been going on before that. I don't know. But um, so since Ladner got here, they, they've kind of nicknamed it J-Fest. So we all met up at Brewskis. Um, Most of the ladies were dressed up in their 80s attire with the crimped hair and all that. And uh, we had an 80s band. Category 6 was in town from New Orleans. They killed it. Um, doors opened at 7. Show started at 8. Uh, and went to 11 o'clock, which was perfect because everybody in there, like I was the youngest guy in there, <laughs> you know? So that was pretty cool. Even the bouncers loved it. I think, you know, they weren't having to break up fights because this guy said something to that guy's girl. Like we're all there just having fun. Um, these guys from the eighties, man, love Southern Miss. Like, like just, they can't wait to get back and just do what they did when they're in college. It's kind of cool to watch that happen. So, so that was great. And, um, and I can't wait for next year's to, uh, to to happen because I think it's going to be even bigger and better every year.
0: And Shane, this was also your first venture back to the rock in quite some time.
3: Yeah, it was. I didn't get to make a game last year because of uh, the pandemic. Uh, and uh, uh, My wife had been out of town a few weekends in a row, uh, a couple of work events, and then a bachelorette party out in Sonoma. And uh, when she got back from that Sonoma bachelorette party, I was like, I've already looked into plane tickets. I really need to go to a football game. Plus, I've had a (laughs) two-year-old by myself for three weekends in a row. I'm skipping town. Deuces. Uh, So, yeah, uh, great to come back down catch a game in the Rock. I I wish I would have brought a little more luck with me. Uh, I I thought I had packed the win, but evidently I left it at home. Uh, But good times regardless. Uh, It was great to see everybody. Great to hang out. I got to drink a gold rush in the Rock. Uh, we'll, We'll call that a win.
0: You know, and it really to me, I mean, and I know I missed the first game this year. The last game, you had some rain, but to me, this was like the first real game day experience since 2019. I mean, Eagle Walk happened, and Eagle Walk was was fantastic. Um, it was there was uh, barely a cloud in the sky. It was so good to see everybody. There was a lot of people that came back for homecoming. Um, you know, always good to see the normal tailgate crew. Of course, Coop was out there firing up the grill. Team came by. Steven Tabby, good to see Hackney, Kelly, Chad, Marshant, and Max. I mean, it was really just a it was it was the full game day experience. You would have liked to have gotten the win, but it was it was really a, a terrific
2: day there on campus. And, dude, your boy, uh, your boy Mills hooked us up with that, like, 74 pounds of Boston, butt. that <laughs> oh, <it> was <laughs>
0: delicious, man. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, you know, I brought some home and ate it for like two straight days.
3: As he brought a bunch of delicious Birmingham beer, too. It was good to see Mills. I had not seen Mills in a while.
2: He beat me there. That's how, that's how much John Mills wanted to be there. So he came from Birmingham, and he beat us there. And I literally live like a half a mile away. <laughs> I showed up, and I was like, who the hell are these guys at the tent? But to, to throw down. And I, I was like, I, oh, Millsy, what's up? <laughs> I don't know if I've
0: told this story before on the show. I probably have. And maybe when we, we did the interviews from campus a few years ago. But one of my favorite John Mills stories when he was Seymour was we were doing – John just did not care. That was just like his <laughs> – he just didn't care. And we are at the kickoff party in Jackson. And this – it's this trademark. They have it like every year. And this one kid kept coming up and trying to like hit Seymour in his, in his jewels. And the um, kid was being really aggressive and like annoying. So the kid just wouldn't leave him alone. So John reaches into a trash can. And grabs a plate of barbecue, like, sauce, like, covering the plate. And he just rears back and he just whacks his kid across the side of the head <laughs> with barbecue. And it, like, hits the kid on the side of the face. And the kids start bawling. And his parents are laughing at him, like, you had it coming.
3: Yeah, you shouldn't have been messing with the mascot, man.
0: But John, John assaulting <laughs> kids was hilarious. Uh, uh, you know, he, he when we were sitting care.
2: out there, I, I I thought that I remembered you saying that he was a mascot, but I wasn't quite sure. So when I was introducing to, to whoever I was talking to at the time, I said, "Hey, you know, he was the mascot." So like, "You were a mascot with Jamie, weren't you?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I was the enforcer." <laughs> so <laughs> he was. All right. <laughs> he,
0: we made we made a good team.
2: Evidently
0: so, we made it to nationals and Capital One, all that good stuff. But yeah, John, John, a great dude. Really good to see him and his family.
3: You um, guys should do a, a sh- episode or a, at least a portion of an episode where you just. Sit and go back and forth telling stories from the mascot days, because between the two of you, there's a solid hour, at least of of the family friendly stories. Uh, and I mean, then you you could warn people that other stories are coming and tell some of the ones that I know um, <laughs> because they're
0: hilarious. We probably would need we couldn't do it live because we would probably have to edit. But yeah, that's fair. We could definitely make that happen. That'd be a great time. John is so good. John's such a good storyteller in the first place. That uh, yeah, we we could do, we could definitely have a have a blast with that. The only the only um, outside of the final score, the only um, black cloud over the game, so to speak, was an incident that happened at Southern Hall. And uh, before I, I I get into this story, I do want to preface that I totally. Understand that uh, there's rules in place for a reason, but if you're going to have certain rules that you want to enforce, you need to make everybody aware of them. So this is what happened. So um, we tailgate outside of Southern Hall. We've been there for about 10 years now, and every year, every game – I can't think of a game where somebody, particularly women and children, haven't gone into Southern Hall to use the restroom. And I got – I got there at tailgate, the tailgate, I guess about two, and I saw something stuck in the door, people coming in and out all day long. So we get back from Eagle Walk. My wife goes to use the restroom in the building, and she comes back out. And on her way back out, she put something back in the door, as the previous people had done. And this guy, who never really identified himself, he had on a polo, and I think he had something to do with our OTC. He, uh, he yells at her. Uh, he says, ma'am, do you work here? And, you know, she's going to be a smart ass. She's like, she should have been like, "Who do you work here? And she was like, no, just using the restroom. And he was just like he, you know, he got smart with her and basically um, told her that he was going to get the police. So this whole time, was- this whole time, Shane's sitting on the steps and didn't do a thing. Shane just sat there talking on the phone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was FaceTiming with my two year old.
0: When all these is going on. So anyway, so I'm, I'm walking up as this is going down. So Melissa tells me what happened. And I was like, it was just really disrespectful. Like it was really just a, a prick thing to do to harass a woman for going to the restroom. Now, if you want to, if, if that building is supposed to be locked down. Then you need to make sure the parameter is, is covered. You, if you don't want people coming in there on game day, you need to put up signs. And if you, sure. don't, if you aren't going to put the effort up to put up signs, then you do not definitely do need, do not need to be harassing women for using the restroom. So I hear about this. She tells me about it. I go to the door and I don't know if it's like his kid and his wife or what. And I was like, where is he at? And they said he's on the side of the building. So I go around, they greet me on the other side, yelled something at me. I told him to shut their mouth, and I went straight for the guy. So the guy's sitting there, and he's talking to a police officer, who is um, uh, Captain Smith, I believe, older guy. And I come up, and I'm just hot. I'm like, "Hey, so what? What was that about? What were you yelling at my wife for?" And he's like, well, "I wasn't yelling at your wife, whatever." And before like anything ever happened, the police officer gets out of his car and starts pulling up. He starts like pulling up on his belt, like. Uh, Matt Foley style like <laughs> van down by the river. And he was like, I should arrest you right now. And I was like, for what? What could you possibly arrest me for? You know, for getting yeah. angry at this dude for a my why? So he simmers down, he gets back his car and he said, I don't think you'd be talking like this if you didn't have that in your hand. I had a beer in my hand. And I was like, you don't know me. So you don't know me right now. So the guy played his case that uh, those doors are supposed to be locked And, you know, he, he, you know, he saw my wife and people had been stealing things out of there. And I was sitting there going like, man, you know, I've seen people come in there all day. So if, if you, if you don't think, if you don't want people stealing stuff, lock your stuff up. And if you don't want people in the building, put a sign on the door and lock up the door. And if you're a police officer and you want to threaten to arrest somebody, you better make damn well sure that what you are threatening with is an arrestable offense. Um, so. Yeah. So I, I'm still not, I'm still not thrilled about that. Um, we'll see if they put up signs this weekend. Uh, I never, I always use the porta potties on the side of the building, but I am a male. I do not have to sit down in there, hopefully. So, uh,
1: um,
0: you know, I get it though. They want to use the clean restroom. I get it. But if you don't want them in there, just take the necessary precautions, uh, make sure your perimeter is taken care of. And, uh, You know, If you're a police officer, I get you trying to do your job, but your job is to serve and protect, and it's uh, not to unnecessarily threaten to arrest people for coming for – angrily, which is fair. I was not thrilled uh, coming to see why someone had a conversation like that with the wife because I guarantee you if that had been me coming out of there, I don't think he would have caught the same attitude as he did with a woman. If it had been any of you guys coming out of there, I don't think he would have caught the same attitude. Um, so it's definitely not appreciated. Now, I did tell his wife to shut her mouth, so I definitely need to apologize for that if I'm talking about how to treat women. But I didn't appreciate me looking for him and co- her coming screaming at me. So, I was, you know, I was not entirely not in the fault, but I'm you know, certainly not an arrestable
2: offense. So hey, it tells you a little yeah.
3: bit about them that uh, she had to come yeah. to his protection. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you one thing. Like, like well, and, and you, you just don't screw with a USM fan. In the middle of a friggin' one in five season. Just <laughs> no, no. Do it, man. I mean, you got to know everybody up there. In fact, they should have that talk before. that. That's the thing that should be on the window. Uh, it should be pointed the other way to the people inside the place. Like, hey, look, if you happen to see somebody, tread lightly because these folks around here ain't used to losing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, well, uh, just, just nail They're drinking all day and they're losing and they're watching a four string quarterback. And uh, just a lovable head coach that just can't seem to get his team to get across the finish line ahead of the other team. So take it freaking easy.
3: <laughs> yeah, the yeah, only absolutely. signs on those doors were uh, mask required to enter.
2: And uh, we, we've
3: tailgated there for years. I mean, I no longer tailgate there, but that's where we tailgated before I moved to North Carolina. And for years, people have gone into that building to use the bathroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's out of line. Yeah,
2: yeah, I I, 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 yeah I, I'm with Jamie, man. Just throw up a sign. If you throw up a sign, yeah. then and he probably still shouldn't act it that way. But I think Melissa would have been like, you know what? I didn't see it. That's my bad. But or, know, what do you mean? we been or, going in there for a decade.
0: Or if she did see it and she goes in, then yeah, okay, you were in there watching. Yeah, but there's no, we had no, she no way of one. We like you said, we've been going there for years, and and you just decide that today's the day you want to cop an attitude. I don't know, man. Yeah. I didn't appreciate or, it. I don't know if ROTC has the hold over that whole building. I don't know who that man is. I don't know who he thinks he is, but um, he definitely yeah,
2: cannot establish a perimeter.
0: Isn't yeah, my like,
2: rule, isn't that like 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 thing I number so. one? Yeah, I yeah. Mean? yeah, definitely.
0: But I mean, I get, I, I mean, I, I get his. I mean, if somebody legitimately has sold something, I don't know if it was anecdotal. I don't know what the deal is. I get why you want it, but 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 it's your own damn fault for not not taking action on it. If you just like. Expect that you you have your people coming in and out of the building all day, anyways. You expect them not to leave the door open for somebody. You expect them not to let anybody else in, uh, you know. If you're trying to, you 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 got to get your communication skills down, partner. 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 So (laughs) we'll see what happens this weekend. I want to see if there's any signs of the door or if anybody gets arrested for trying to potty. Um, (laughs) So If,
2: if, if if it does happen, let's get a copy of that arrest warrant.
0: Having if, to tinkle is now
3: an arrestable offense at USM.
0: If I get – I mean I'm, I'm to the – I mean I know it's – I don't want to say it's overacting, but like I probably should have turned my cell phone camera on when the cop got out of the car because it was like that. It was like so unnecessary. Like I should have turned but it yeah, on I'm just so in case. i so I
2: wasn't over there because that's the situation where like you almost went to jail. Yeah. Like I would have gone to jail. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I was,
2: I was actually about to come around
3: and see where you went, uh, but then Marchant – uh, started to follow you, and I was like, "Well, uh, Marshansko and Jamie doesn't need me to back that up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all good.
0: So, yeah, it's all good. I mean, so I just,
2: and an auspiciously bad start to homecoming day, which uh, did not get much better inside the Rock. I will not. say though, uh,
3: I I did roam campus for a while because I didn't really tell anybody besides uh, us mentioning it here on the the podcast that I was coming into town. You know, I was going to be in town for a day. Uh, most of that to be taken up by uh, the football game. I got in town about 11 o'clock that morning and went downtown to the Porter and had a late breakfast and a, a Bloody Mary and a beer. And then uh, went to Jamie's house and actually stopped by and, and saw Mark Doliak and his baby and, and Mr. Grant. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, I was going on my next move there. Went to Lincoln Road Package Store uh, <laughs> and uh, then made it to campus. Uh, did a little roaming around you know, to see who I'd run into. Ran into a bunch of folks, uh, too many for me to to list everybody, but it was good to see everybody. But, man, Spirit Park was jamming. Uh, went over there, saw Driving and Crying, and played for a little while, just kind of roamed around. Ran into a ton of folks, but, I mean, there were a ton of people over there tailgating. That whole area is really cool. Um, it was entirely too hot in the sun to stand out in the middle of spirit park and watch driving and crying. So I'm sure driving and crying was like, oh, well, we've got six people watching this, but uh, that wasn't the case. Everybody was just in the shade kind of around the edges, mm-hmm. uh, jamming out to the band. They, they sounded great. And uh, then I walked back as Eagle walk was starting and I, I walked kind of the reverse path of Eagle walk and man, Eagle walk was packed from the athletic center or, or really from spirit park. All the way around to the other side of the stadium, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, you know, people were hyped up. It was loud. Uh, it, it was good to see that many people having a good time on campus.
0: Absolutely, it was it was fantastic. Jason, what did you think about the band?
2: Driving and crying? Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it, except for that you know one slip of the tongue right there at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> did I tell you all about that? No. Shane, did you hear that? No. Okay, so they were like, it was after song number one, I believe. And so the lead guitar player is going to just, you know, how's everybody doing out there? Woohoo! And that whole thing. He's like, it's great to be here at all. And you could tell he was thinking about it. And he goes, miss! And then he had a couple expletives right after that and apologized. (laughs) He was like, it's too hot out here. The hot's beaming on us. We don't even know where we are. I'm so sorry. Great to be here in Hattiesburg Southern Miss. And, like, followed up real quick and... He made it really funny and he legitimately and all over the place. And I get it. That, that's it's like that commercial. Uh, what was that like a Snickers commercial back in the day where the guy's like, Detroit, we love you? And the guy's like, Detroit was last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> was I will, those
3: deals. You, you did say that the sun was beating down on them, but they were playing right there. I mean, mm. might, you might as well have had, you know, uh, um, uh, giant blow dryer blowing the hottest <laughs> setting in their faces that entire set it yes. had to have been miserable because they were staring into that blazing hot sun the, they
2: said that they had to uh, like, like the instruments were acting differently like at some point so because of the sunshine uh, i believe it it was really you know, so, hot in the sun yeah
0: it sounds like they've had some recreational drug use in their Band days as
3: well, man. That's- you think they've only been playing <laughs> since the '80s? <laughs> uh, hey, no, i I tell you,
2: that. man. That, like, yeah, I mean, they still got it too, man. They uh, they still got it. They all, you know, the deal is, like, back in the day at the dock, they're kind of old to me then. Yeah, that was 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah, been at so it for a long they, time. They sound great. Um, they played their set, rocked it, had one, had that one, one, one little mishap, but uh, I enjoyed it. I just kind of like Shane, I, I tried to stand out there in the middle of the sunshine, but man, just sweat, just beating down my face. So then I had to go to the side, to the, to the, uh, to the shade 25 degrees difference. I think sunshine
0: <laughs> at <to shade>. least <laughs> yeah.
3: at least.
0: So, uh, we go into the stadium after all that and, uh, did not have the game we had hoped for. It, it looked kind of promising early on. And, um, you know, we, we started off with a, um, Tied it up seven to seven. Jason Brownlee had a, a thirty one yard uh, touchdown reception from Jake Lang. Just a, a t- terrific catch. He went up and got the ball. Um, they got a fourteen to seven lead going into the half. Coming out of the half, we had a play where there was a a fumble. Um, Jake Lang fumbled it. A one of our offensive linemen caught it and then they got knocked out of his hands and then the UTEP defense took it fifty three yards back to the house. So um, that was really when things came on court for the Golden Eagles. Uh, then in the fourth quarter, we gave up a safety. Uh, then we gave up a field goal. And then we had a, a – DeMarcus Jones had a pretty um, amazing three-yard touchdown reception from Jake Lang right there at the end. But not the Golden Eagles day. That being said, um, you know, it, it was a close game for most of the game. Uh, our inability to run the ball is is really – uh, causing problems for our ability to throw the ball because they can just pretty much just rear back and tee off. We had, we only had 15 rushing yards in this game, which I, I don't think since, I think we've been in single, di- our or double digits, double digit rushing, um, every week with the, with, with the exception of the, um, grambling game. So, uh,
3: South Alabama, we did not have, well, no, no, actually, um, We did have for South Alabama. We had negative one rushing yards against Troy, 82 against Alabama, 57 against Rice, and 15 against UTEP. So our rushing yards per game has got to be
0: near the bottom of the NCAA at this point. We did have 239 passing yards, which is solid, but if you can't run the ball at all, they're going to tee off, and that's exactly what they did. So we never were really able to get the offense going. Then we had a drive where we were – you know, I think it was in the third quarter where we had taken it all the way down, got it. We got, I think we got it down to the one at one point.
2: Yeah, I think it was first and goal from the three, maybe or the four.
3: Three or four, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and and, and that and that last attempt, you know, with with Jack, uh, was I don't know, like two inches short, maybe, you know. Yeah. That gets in, and we're still in it. I mean, we lost the game twenty-six to thirteen. Like, somehow we have the ability to never really seem out of it and re- never really seem in it at the same exact time. It's like we kind of know that we have these serious offensive issues, even though Jake Lang, I mean, you know, uh, we finally have some people, somebody that can get the ball down the field throwing. Uh, and, and obviously you can't add in the the, the rushing yards, that the tacky scanner, but, but uh, or Trey Lowe, but. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 does it feel that way to y'all? It's like you know what, this is a really close game, and I'm pretty sure it's over. I have that feeling like all the time. <laughs> like we're it's, it's not it's not devastating the point differential, but it might as well be. I didn't really f- I didn't really feel like
0: we were out of it until, like the safety. Yeah, the safety was when it was kind of like, all right, well that's that's it. Because I mean, we were still within two scores. That's when it. Mm-hmm. I felt like the I felt like the bottom kind of fell out a little bit on that that fumble return for a touchdown, but we were still only down two scores. If we would have taken it in when we had it first and goal, then that's a seven point game, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the play calling was a little interesting there given we, we, we weren't able to really run the ball well, but we, we brought in Jack Walker who it's known that he has uh, a shoulder injury. He's not able to throw the ball. So he came in and ran an option twice with Frank Gore the second time, um, and he, he carried the ball both times, but the, the second time was, you know, fell just short of the goal line, so we weren't able to get it in. And that was that was really deflating because it was really the, – the Golden Eagles did a great job moving the ball. Uh, I, I think that uh, Jacarius Caston had one of the receptions that kind of put us in position to score in that game. Caston, by the way, four receptions for 94 yards with a long of 36 on the day. Uh, but it really was deflating to get all the way down there and not be able to get the ball in the end zone. That being yep. said – UTEP was a sound football team. They, they, they're not the UTIP that they've been in the past.
3: Yeah, they're, they're better. Uh, uh, but I, I want to back up to, to the not being able to get it in from the three with four downs because I was a little disappointed with the play calling there. Uh, first and second down, we're running out of the shotgun, and, and you hand it off to, to Frank Gore. And, I mean, the, the line just got obliterated and ended up in our own backfield. So Frank doesn't make it anywhere. And then, you know, you, you bring in Walker and and have, you know, a, a fullback in the, in that situation. And then the quarterback keeps it both times. Uh, I mean, really, uh, DeJean Richard is, is a little bit bigger back than Frank. I don't see why from the three you don't get in the I formation from the get go and have a lead blocker and let your slightly bigger back have a go at it to, to do the first two plays from the shotgun and then bring in the the injured quarterback to run the option and and not give it to a running back to, to try to uh, plug him up in there was there. That was kind of head scratching to me. I'm
2: I'm not, I'm not positive that Jake Lang um, can even go under center. Uh, You know, I, I think that's, that's, that might be part of the problem. So he was like, all right, we tried it twice with our quarterback that's currently in there and we gave it to our best player and it didn't work. So then you got to be like, you know, you got to make a decision pretty quick. So <laughs> we're so limited at quarterback. What do you do then? Uh, the only thing you can do is do what he did or tell Jake to take a snap under center, which I'm pretty sure he never did in high school. And I know he's never done this year. So, I don't know, man, like, you know, you, you only complain about ba- you only complain about calls when they don't work. I get that too. But I don't think that if he'd have given the ball to Gore and Richard all four times and we didn't score then we'd be having this conversation right so yeah I get I get like everybody's point <laughs> it would just man, we we're so close that's like a, it, it typifies our season honestly it's just we're, we're right there if this happens or if that happens um, it seems like every game we can look back and we're like damn if we'd have caught this one or if we had not dropped that one um then the game might have turned out differently and and same thing, that's point in case right there. made it up one inch short. Three plays were the difference
3: in the game. Uh, the the fumble return for the touchdown, uh, not scoring from, from the three, and then uh, when they scored on the long reverse where uh, Malik Shorts bit inside and then almost still caught up with the guy, but uh, then our corner uh, had containment on the outside and just whiffed on an arm tackle, and the guy was gone. And, I mean, that's... You know, out of however many plays we ran during that game, those three were the difference in, in the end. And, and that shows you how how close it is. Uh, but if you listen to, to Coach Hall talk at all this week, I mean, he's he's driven that point home over and over again that, you know, we're we're not that far away. We just can't seem to to make the plays when they matter.
2: You know, and as positive as he was, and as pumped up as he as he is as he he pumped up like our 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 O line, our players in general, our program, our strength guy. I mean, he did his best to like just fire up the troops, right? And he get everybody. He did all that, but he also said the entire time, like, look, all of these games are going to be close. You know, he made that statement several times too. I don't think that he thought we'd be one and five at this point, but I also don't think he thought that he would be on QB four and have his starting center walk. So. Yeah, and
3: uh, we've only had the same O-line in the first two games, and then Fletcher gets hurt and decides that he's done with football. And ever since then, it's been a different rotation of young guys. I mean, I, I think we've said it before, but on the – I mean, and now you even take Fletcher out of the mix, so it's even less. But on the two deep on offense and defense, there's three seniors on each side of the ball on the two deep. And we, we're fielding a very young team. Um, and these guys are, you know, having to get used to, to new offensive system, new defensive system. And, and a lot of them are learning how to play D one college football. And, you know, la- this time last year they were playing, uh, you know, three, uh, a high school uh, ball for the most part. And I mean, there's a learning curve there. Uh, unless you're a five star athlete, uh, you, you don't step on a D one campus, Mm -hmm. Ready to to go. I mean, it it takes a little while. and, And that's part of the reason why there's a lot of new faces that have been playing the last few games is that, I mean, these guys are true freshmen and, you know, they were playing high school ball last year. And it takes a little while just to get your feet underneath you to get to the point where you can realistically step on the field. And uh, I mean, that's that's just the reality of the situation. The reality is, you know, chicken tenders. (laughs) We put our pants on one at a time, not to throw it back to hot. But I mean, that's that's the truth. That's uh, that's where we are. We're playing a lot of young, really talented guys, but they're young and they've never played college football before. And they're, you know, running a fairly complex system. So uh, we just got to understand where we are and, and, and have a little patience.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, and everybody bangs on the offensive line, but I mean, good God, man, they're doing their best out there. They're trying as hard as they can. Uh, you know, you can't help that Klopton left for the military, right? And then he got he couldn't even make that. He, he uh, with the injuries that he had, um, can't help that Louis left. Can't help that Arvin walked. Um, they the coaches have tried, like Shane said, I think five different sets of offensive linemen out there. You know, just <laughs> at some point, um. You know, hey, they're trying their best, dude. Just uh, hadn't worked out yet.
3: Yeah, you know, through the season, killing themselves in practice every week to go out and lose football games. Uh, I mean, uh, that's nobody's goal. They'll uh, that things will get better. Things are getting better. I mean, I, I think we're a much better team than than uh, what walked out on the field against South Alabama in week one. Uh, it's just not translating to, to wins yet.
0: Well, like you guys said, I mean, when you have to, when you have to, um, you know, adjust the offense to three different styles of quarterbacks in, you know,
2: in six games,
0: in six games with three different levels of experience, and, uh, you know, the O line, but you know, then you don't always have to have somebody to blame. You know, the O line has definitely not been up to expectations this year. Um, but there were some some in the other day. There were some times where Lang held on the ball too long, and that resulted in a sack. I mean, and
1: then,
0: yeah. but you can't really. I mean, how do you blame Lang because he has he happy
2: feet? I well, they know, they,
0: and they know he's going to throw the ball because we mm-hmm. can't. We haven't been able to run the ball, so you sure. they're, they're 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 pinning their ears back, coming after him.
2: Um, and that also bleeds over into defense. Like some of those big plays that we that we gave up. Shane mentioned one just a little bit ago about shorts when he bit. Hell yeah, they bit. You know why? Because they know their offense ain't going to do anything. So they're like, guys, look, we're going to play our best. We're going to bend, but don't break. A lot of the time, but if you get a chance to make a big play, try it. Because we kind of got to, right? I mean, that's got to be in their back of their mind.
3: Man, the D was pretty locked down in the second half too. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they they uh, they had fourteen points at halftime and ended up with with twenty three. And one of them was two of the points were off of the safety. So I mean they they scored seven points in the second half, and that was off a fumble return. So their offense scored no points in the second half. Uh, Now that we're we're talking about it, all nine points they scored in the second half were defensive points. Hey, but 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 we do have to score more touchdowns.
2: Did you guys read the Stan Caldwell article? Yes, it was fantastic. Absolutely well done. And I might butcher some of these stats. Shane, you might tell me out a little bit. But I think on the season so far, we have 12 total touchdowns.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, two of those were defensive. T- well, one was a defensive score. One was a special team score. So we have 10 total touchdowns, right? Four of those were against Grambling, which is an FCS school. So up until this point, six games into the year, we have six offensive touchdowns, not counting those. Yeah, that's just not, that's just not enough. That's not going no, to win football games. And, so. and
3: I mean, combine that with uh, how many turnovers we've had, which, I mean, a fumble and an interception is is an improvement over the four turnovers that we had against Rice in the previous game. So, uh, you know, we can cut those in half again and only commit one turnover this week against UAB. That'll be a, a, a huge improvement. Um, but, uh, I mean,. Uh, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's tough to sit through. It's tough to, to watch the offense get close and, and not, uh, get in the end zone. And we, we talked in depth about the, the first and goal from, the the three, uh, but the, the play that, uh, they strip sacked or, or stripped and fumbled, it wasn't a sack, uh, and ran it back for a touchdown, uh, that actually should have been a touchdown for us. Uh, Coach Hall was talking about it in, in one of the post-practice interviews the other day. Uh, Brown Lee was the target on that play. Uh, he beat his man at the line of scrimmage. Lang had read it correctly, and that's where he was going. And right before he threw the ball to what may have been a touchdown to Brown Lee, his arm gets hit from behind and he drops the ball. And instead of it being seven points for us, it's seven points for Utah.
0: We can't. We have In talking about this game, we have to mention Mason Hunt. Six punts, 310 yards. Half of those punts were 50-plus yards. Four of those punts landed inside the 20. He had a long of 63, averaged 51.7 yards per punt on the night. So a, a really, really solid night for Mason Hunt. I don't, I, I don't think it's going as well. He, he started out strong this season, but... Uh, his average has been down a little bit, but, yeah, that was really a tremendous game and, and one of the best punting performances we've had in quite
3: some time. Got him on the Ray Guy watch list. Uh, he, he averaged over 50
2: yards a kick
3: uh, against UTEP, uh, which is very strong.
2: Yeah, so it's hard to make it in, to, in, in the league as a punter, but he's, uh, you know, he's, he's um, oh, I'm, about to make a, I'm about to make a dad joke. He's putting his best foot forward.
0: I thought you were going to say he's in the hunt for something
3: (laughs) that would have worked too
2: Um,
3: the dude kicks a beautiful spiral too I don't even know how you do that but I mean it's gorgeous uh, I'm sure there's a rule in football against uh, kicking the ball instead of throwing it Uh, but I mean the dude could legitimately throw a 60 yard spiral with his foot so (laughs) so we've got
0: uh it doesn't get any easier this week for the Golden Eagles. We are taking on 4-2 UAB, 2-0 and 0 in Conference USA. This game is in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss 1-5 overall, 0-2 in Conference USA on the year. That's going to be this Saturday, October the 16th, 2.30 p.m. And this game is televised on Stadium. So Golden Eagles back at home. It's a day game this week. 2:30 p.m. kickoff. That means Eagle Walk is going to be at 12:30, and I believe the band is kicking off at Spirit Park at 11 or 11:30. So it's going to be a, another, uh, you know, we only get six of these a year, and uh, we've only got a few left. So um, you got to make every game count. At least, at least getting out and having fellowship and getting to enjoy the company of the Southern Miss faithful this weekend 2:30 p.m. Southern Miss and UAB Yeah it's,
2: uh, it's going to be perfect weather too, by the way there's a cold front coming through I want to say like I mean I, I don't know if game time, I don't know if it's going to see the 80s at game yeah, time Yeah
3: the last forecast I saw was low of 53 high of 73 and sunny yeah. Oh that's, I tremendous. Mean, that's perfect
2: that's I mean perfect so so, so you know I, I kind of like that 2:30 game too the 2:30 Because that's, you know, from the guy that brings all the tailgate stuff, that's one (laughs) tent, one table, two chairs. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. uh, And and because that that would mean, let's see, 230 games, Eagle Walk at 1230. So probably have soccer that morning, get out there about 1030. I mean, that's just great. I mean, after, hell, if the game's going horrible, we'll just go back out to the tent, <laughs> you know, for a little bit. Enjoy the day. That's where we are in this season right now. If everybody can just wrap their heads around that, like, what are you doing today? Don't say, like, oh, I don't want to see us get our ass kicked. Well, we're probably going to get our ass kicked. It might not happen. So it's worth at least going for a little while, enjoying the perfect weather outside, having some beers.
0: We are doing something
2: bad, you know. We are –
0: I mean, yeah, I, I thought I don't really see how you have expectations given how the team has performed thus far this year and the situation that they're in. But you know, it, it, it cost for being optimi- optimistic. We're we're due for one of those sneaky games where we pull one out where we're not supposed to. I mean, mm-hmm. we're it's been a while. You usually get at least one of those every season. I don't think that's happened for us yet. Um, I, I think we're going to. If gonna you be,
2: don't go to the game and we do have one of those sneaky moments, you're going to be like, damn it.
0: Should have should been at that game should yeah, have been at that yeah. game yeah so. if, you,
2: if you go until halftime and you don't like it and we're getting hammered you, i mean you're leaving it what four plenty of your day to still go to the bar or golf or whatever you want to do man they sell beer
3: in the stadium it's uh the weather is going to be beautiful enjoy a day outside you're in one of the 130 towns in america that that have uh, FBS football and only half of those are hosting on any given day. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll call it 65, uh, be one of the lucky people that gets to experience live college football, drink some cold beers, uh, and not sweat and, and just, uh, you know, <laughs> cheer on the Eagles, uh, whether, regardless of the score, uh, the players will appreciate the crowd being there and being loud. So, UAB
0: on the year, like I mentioned, four and two. Their two losses came to Liberty and Georgia, Todd Munkin's Georgia Bulldog team, uh, who housed them as expected, 56 to seven. Um, so, I mean, you factor in those two games, obviously, but UAB is giving up more yards per game than Southern Miss is right now. Um, Southern Miss giving up 344.8 yards per game. UAB giving up three hundred and fifty five point eight yards per game, two hundred thirty nine through the air and one hundred and sixteen on the ground. So not saying that's going to translate to anything this weekend, but definitely something interesting to keep an eye on. Um, Now, they are averaging uh, about 80 more yards on offense per game, which who isn't at this point? We are um, (laughs) they're averaging three hundred and sixty point three total yards per game on offense, two hundred and seven of those through the air and 157 on the ground. Meanwhile, we're averaging 283 yards per game, 188 through the air, and 94.7 on the ground. So um, points per game, they're averaging 24.8 versus giving up 22.2. We are averaging 16.5 points per game and giving up 27.5 points per game. So, um, you know, there's all that's relative due to the opponents that everybody played. Different opponents that everybody played. They played Georgia,
2: but we played Alabama. Sure. So. Yeah, up and down this year. I mean, like handled at FAU, uh, got smoked by Liberty. You know, pretty even game with Tulane, and then just you know beat the dog out of North Texas. But. Well, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think we're ready. to to beat a team like UAB, but it's not like it's impossible. It's not like we're not going to make a tackle, you know. Uh, We we, we still do have some serious bright spots, mostly on the defensive and special teams. But um, it's not like we don't have offensive weapons. So it's not like it's impossible. In fact, ESPN gave us, what does this thing say? We have a 14.9% chance to win this game. So (laughs) there you go. That being said, we had a 65% chance to win last week. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and that just shows you that the analytic guys are, are not always right. And uh, what better time than this weekend against UAB at home uh, for everything to click and the Eagles to come well, out and, and, and make and, the plays and, we need.
2: And, and also, I mean, they love to run the ball, right? If there's anything that our team, I think there, if there's anything that everyone can agree that we excel at as a football team is stopping the run um so you know if you force them to pass maybe you know they're used to having third and three and all of a sudden they have a third and nine you know that plays into our favor we still have to capitalize offensively and therein lies the problem but i I don't you know i i I can i can definitely see a way that sudden miss can be in it just like we are most games up until halftime and through the third quarter and at some point just looks like our offensive line just gets completely spent out there, and uh, <laughs> some bad things happen. But yeah, I, I, I can definitely see a way that we could be in it for quite a while. And if we do score, you know, maybe we hit that over.
0: Now we we to be fair, we did we did give up uh, 265 yards on the ground last week, uh, but I think a lot of that was on the perimeter. Um, particularly two plays, I, I think they had a, a one rush for 45 yards, one rush for 53 yards. Um, you know, we had some missed tackles, but I I still feel pretty confident in our ability to, to stop the run. Um, but like I said, that's, uh, you know, if, if it, hopefully we can, hopefully we can make it happen this week.
3: Swayze's back was back last week. Um, we'll see what happens. If you, you look back at our previous games, uh, rush defense wise against South Alabama, we gave up 31 rushing yards. Uh, Grambling actually at 51, then 49 against Troy. Uh, Alabama shouldn't count, uh, 211. Rice broke the century mark on us at 118. Uh, And then like Jamie just said, uh, the 265 given up to UTEP. But uh, there were at least those two long runs. I want to say there was another third long run. And when you add those together, uh, you know, factor those uh, those anomalies out because we really haven't given up a lot of explosive plays on the ground, uh, other than to Alabama. And I mean, you're you're probably looking right over a hundred yards of rushing uh, there, besides those kind of three missed tackles slash uh, busted assignment type deals. And uh, rush defense is definitely the strength uh, of the team, and and I expect us. Uh, to play good defensive and special teams football.
0: So their quarterback right now is uh, Dylan Hopkins, a junior from Maryville, Tennessee. He's, you know, stats aren't necessarily eye-popping. He is um, nine touchdowns to only two interceptions on the year. So we are, we are due for some turnovers. So maybe we can, can change that ratio a little bit this week. But, you know, looking at his, his um, passing the past few games, so uh, FAU, he threw 13 for 24 for 173 yards, two touchdowns uh, against Liberty, 12 for 26 for 152 yards, one interception against uh, Tulane, uh, 19 for 27 for 240 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. So it's not like this guy's out there just burning it up. That's
2: pretty pedestrian, yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, it, it seems more like a, a pretty decent game manager. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be, you know, Hey, it's, it's football. We we all can go this year. (laughs) It's, it was a, it it should be beautiful weather. So hopefully it's going to be a great time uh, at the rock regardless of outcome. Hey, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and seeing everybody. It was really, it was really good for the soul last week to catch up with everyone at the rock and see all the faces that I haven't seen in quite some time and get to see some of the faces that I have seen, but just haven't got to spend much time with. So.
3: Yeah,
2: especially um,
0: Shane's face. The yeah, especially Shane's face. One thing I will say, like when I thought the weekend couldn't get any worse, it did because looking at the pickem right now, Jason, you went 8 and 2 on the week, Shane went 4 and 6, I went 1 and 9. Holy
3: smokes.
0: So yeah, I definitely did not have the game, but before we talk about our bets, Let's talk about BetUS. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. So if you're going to listen to anybody uh, with for betting advice, Jason Bailey. The lead dog right now, eight and two last week. Me, I was one and nine. So do not listen to me at all. On the season, Jason, Jason finally in the black, thirty-two and twenty-eight on the season, Shane, twenty-four and thirty-six. I dropped to twenty two and thirty-eight. So I'm gonna have to have like a perfect rest of the season just to break even. So we will see how that goes. But all of our picks this week are Southern Miss related, whether it's opponents that we have played games that opponents we've played, and then one game with the former Southern Miss coach. So let's head to the slate right now. We're going to get started off. Marshall is an 11-point favorite at North Texas. Jason, still with the lead, lead the way.
2: So North Texas is is, uh, in shambles, even more than us maybe. Uh, The fans just absolutely hate that coach. Um, Marshall is not awesome, but it looks like every week they score a lot of points. So with that points for, I don't know, you know, I, I go back and forth on this one, but I'm going to end up going with with Marshall.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if it was their best receiver or just one of their receivers just got booted off the team. Uh, North Texas wise, sorry. I, I need to say that uh, here in the last couple of days. So uh, another blow to North Texas. Um, man, Seth Luttrell should have. Jumped to another job when he still had Mason fine as quarterback because he was a hot item there for a little <laughs> while. And now he's probably going to get fired from North Texas. So uh, I'm going to go with Marshall as well. They're just, uh, the, as, as Bump said, they're kind of in shambles right now. Not a great situation. Uh,
0: I don't think they're uh, in a great situation either. Uh, that being said, they have been able to put up points uh, and Marshall has been struggling. Some this season. Uh, Marshall beat Old Dominion by seven. Uh, before that, they lost to Middle 10. Um, they've also lost uh, close games to App State in East Carolina, and uh, their blowout wins were over Navy and, and North Carolina Central. So, their last few weeks, I mean, beating Old Dominion by seven is tough for like that 11 point spread is really the kicker to me. So, I'm going to go with North Texas just based off the size of that spread. I think Marshall will win, but. The, I don't know if they'll be able to score enough points to of a poor point differential to be able to cover the 11. That's my my reasoning behind that pick.
3: I feel so, a lot more comfortable siding with Bump than you at this point. So uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I need to catch up,
0: too. I need to catch up, too. <laughs> That's so, true. Our next game was our Week 1 opponent. Uh, Georgia Southern is at Week 1 opponent. South Alabama. South Alabama is a three-point
2: favorite right now. Jason, yes. what say so, you? Yeah, Georgia Southern averaging 253 yards a game rushing. Um, but the Jaguars have a guy named Talbert, and it's in Mobile. <clears throat> so I just can't bet against that guy because every time I see him play, he whoops our ass. So I have USA to cover. Shane. Yeah, I'm going to go with that,
3: that same. I mean, it's only a three-point spread. USA's getting the uh, the – the home field advantage spread there, but I think they win that game. Uh, So uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with three there. I'm going to go with South.
0: I will follow you guys lead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically almost a pick them. I think with the game being at home, um, I'm going to go with South Alabama as well. Then we have another previous opponent. Troy is a seven and a half point favorite at Texas state.
2: I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. If uh, if this was the over under, I would definitely take the over. Um, and I don't know. I, mean, I think that Troy's just better. Just to be honest with you, I mean Texas State had that. You mentioned they had that hiccup against Incarnate Word earlier this year. That's somebody that I just can't imagine Troy ever losing to. So I will take Troy.
3: Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by my 16-year-old half-dead beagle. Was moving around on the other end of the couch over here. <laughs> Trying to figure out. Did
2: did you say your (laughs) your Did you say your sixteen year old half dead eagle
3: beagle with a B B as in boy? Uh, Yeah, poor thing. She's B as uh, in baked beans. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Before we started recording tonight, she was over here just snoring up a storm, and I was like, "Am I gonna?" uh, My wife's out of town, so I can actually record from uh, the living room downstairs instead of my office upstairs tonight. uh, Kick back on the couch, and I was like, "Am I gonna have to move back upstairs because damn beagle's gonna snore the whole episode?" (laughs) She's been quiet over there until she just decided to remind me that she's alive and move around. Uh, but, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going with Troy, too. We'll get back to what we were talking about and, and not this dog. You know,
0: last week, uh, South Alabama lost to Texas State in four overtimes, 33-31. to 31. That game was at Texas State, as is this one. But uh, I think Troy is a better team than South Alabama at this point. And I would imagine um, there's four overtime games. I think that takes a lot out of you. Troy played a close game against, against Georgia Southern. But I'm going to go with the Trojans in this one as well. All right, we usually don't cover uh, southeastern conference games, but we did play Alabama this year. Alabama is a 17-point favorite at Mississippi State. So, Jason, uh,
2: so Saban after a loss at Bama, even though he hardly ever has a loss, uh, after a loss after a loss at Bama is 13 and two. I think they just roll in this game. Um, it said Mississippi State, so that will probably play a factor with all those cowbills and all the just utter nonsense. But I think Saban just uh, keeps the hammer down in this one. So uh, I got Bama. Yeah, 17-and-a-half yeah, sure. is a lot. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: State beat Texas A&M, then Texas A&M turns around and beats Alabama. But sure. uh, like you said, Uh, Saban doesn't lose two games in a row and he's going to be big mad going into this one, uh, because he lost to a previous coach, which he had, or assistant coach, which he had never done before. Uh, yeah, I I think that they take out some frustration on the bull puppies and, and, uh, pull no punches, uh, 17 and a half. They take it. I'm going, uh, maroon elephants.
0: So. Mississippi State had a bye this week coming into this game. The week before that, Mississippi State beat Texas A&M, the team that beat Alabama, by a final score of 26-22. So I can see why they would be optimistic. That being said, Alabama did lose last week, and I think it's going to they're going to come to town and drag some skulls. So I'm going to go with the <laughs> Crimson Tide as well. Um, also, uh, another game in the Southeastern Conference, and the reason that we – Added this game is because a) there were not very many conference USA games this week, and b) former Southern Miss head football coach Todd Munkin is lighting it up with kind of a, uh, a, a ragtag cast of characters over there after some injuries they've had, but they're still just they're just sticking it to everybody. So thankful that we are not playing a Todd often uh, Todd Munkin offense this week. They are taking on Georgia. So Kentucky, I mean, excuse me, Kentucky, eleventh uh, ranked Kentucky, undefeated, is taking on top ranked Georgia both these teams are six and0 Georgia as of this recording and us writing down these lines is a 22 and a half point favorite both teams have had really solid starts to the season Jason how do you see it going?
2: you know this is this might have been the toughest one for me to pick honestly because Georgia is absolutely amazing Kentucky is undefeated which really doesn't make sense um, but I think that they will be defeated. Uh, this weekend and I think they'll be defeated pretty badly, but I do not think that they're going to be beaten by 22 and a half. So I will take Kentucky.
3: Okay, Shane. Yeah, since we're talking Munkin, uh, now's uh, my obligatory time to throw out there. For some reason, Todd Munkin has been blocked on Twitter uh, again. I have no idea why. I absolutely idolize the man. I think he's one of the best coaches that Southern Miss ever had. I don't think I've ever said a negative word about him. Uh, Not only was he a great coach, but I just loved his brutal honesty and uh, just sense of humor. So uh, if anybody can get in Munkin's ear and ask him to please unblock me on Twitter, uh, I would love to see what he's talking about if he ever tweets. And it really uh, I lose sleep at night knowing that Todd Munkin has me blocked on Twitter for some reason. Uh, And uh, with that, how can I not pick the Bulldogs? Because I want Munkin to unblock me on Twitter. It's the weirdest thing in my life. I was, I
0: was kind of like uh, Jason here. I'm kind of going back and forth on, on the game because, yeah, I think Georgia's going to win, and I think Munkin's going to put up a lot of points, but Kentucky has played really solid this year. I mean, they they beat LSU by 21 points. They beat uh, number 10, Florida, 20 to 13. I mean, they've they've had a really, really solid game. I mean, probably they're, they're the, the best start in their history that I can recall. So, um you know they, they have to certainly like their chances and twenty two and a half is a lot of points, but Georgia's been putting up a lot of points lately, so I'm going to against my better judgment on a line that size, but I'm going to go with Georgia and I, I think Todd Munkin will do Todd Munkin esque things in this game. Next we have we get into conference USA play. We have got Western Kentucky, which is a twelve and a half point favorite at dominion so jason what do
2: you say about that game so yeah it's one in four versus one in five um that just screams conference usa showdown um, <laughs> so does does western kentucky just i mean you know it, it's not like they're every time i look at their stats they just they, they score a lot of points they have a lot of yards i don't know if they just just never tackle or what happens um i, I would like to imagine our defense with their offense. And I think it would be really awesome. Um, so, but anyway, th- this is a tough one, but I think that I will go with old dominion. Cause for whatever reason, Western Kentucky just can't put it all together. And um 12 and a half with a team that's only got one one, one, one win on the year. doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. So I'll go, uh, I'll go old dominion.
3: I'm going to separate from bump here and go with his boy. Uh, uh, zap. Bailey zap. Uh, Bailey Zap, not Zapp Bailey. Uh, and I'm going to go Western Kentucky.
0: I'm going to go Western Kentucky, too, just because, you know, I don't think Old Dominion great. But Western Kentucky has been in a lot of those games. I mean, they they've had haven't had a lot of trouble putting up points. So I'm going to go with Western just because I think they're the better better football team right now. And their their record is a little sneaky. I mean, they played a they played a tougher schedule. I mean, they played Michigan State. They played Indiana. They lost a close one to um, UTSA, 52-46. to 46. So I think they could put up some points. They just uh, they just have not been on the, the winning end of, of a lot of these games, but they, they played a pretty tough schedule. So I'm going to go with Western just for the reason that uh, I think they're going to be able to put up some points on ODU. All right, this next game, Rice at UTSA. UTSA is an 18.5-point favorite right now.
2: So it's at the Alamo Dome versus a regional rival. So I'm sure like 13,000 people are going to pack that place in. Um, Rice is coming off a buy, so I'll take Rice.
3: Yeah, I mean, I understand that uh, UTSA has a solid record. Are they 6-0? and They're still undefeated?
0: Yeah, they're yes. still undefeated.
3: Um, Rice is not terrible. I mean, they're not great, uh, but they're not terrible. I, I just... I don't think UTSA is as good as their record says. Uh, I think they win the game, but I think they keep it closer than the spread. So I'm going to go Rice. I,
0: You know, I I want to go that the same uh, pick there, but UTSA has just been really tough lately. And uh, this game is at home. They're riding a lot of momentum. Rice is, is definitely a sneaky team, but... I'm gonna go with UTA, UTSA on this one until they can prove to be stopped. Um, that is 18 and a half is a lot of points, but I think UTSA is more capable of scoring points at this juncture than is Rice. Next, we've got Louisiana Tech, who is a six and a half point favorite at UTEP.
2: Jason, really weird, isn't it? UTEP. I don't know, they just can't get any respect. Um, at all, they just keep winning games. But it seems like Vegas feels the same way that I do. Um, so this game is at UTEP. UTEP is very far away. Um, UTEP wins, but I still don't think they're a very good team. Uh, Tech is not a very good team either. They're down this year, and I just can't imagine a scenario where UTEP is ever going to be six and one. Let's just be honest. So um, just for that logic alone. Um, I'm going to take Louisiana Tech.
3: Uh, Since it's in El Paso, and what was the spread again? Six and a half. Yeah, uh, I I think that uh, Tech techs it up, and and UTEP becomes bowl eligible in week seven. Uh, That's a a crazy thing to say, but I'm going to go with the minors. Um,
0: You know, Louisiana Tech has played – some they've 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 kind of been a, a kind of like salty ass Southern Miss. I mean, they should have beat Mississippi State in week one. They lost that game. They played. Uh, they only lost by seven to number twenty three NC State, uh, thirty four to twenty seven. They've um, you know they they barely lost a, a good SMU team, thirty nine to thirty seven. They barely beat. Uh, I guess it would be FCS team Southeastern Louisiana, forty five to forty two. They beat uh, North Texas by seven Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like when Tech is motivated, they, they they play some some really good ball. They've had a bye this week. I, th- I really feel like, um, gosh, this is, a, this is a tough one. I think UTF is a sound football team. I really do. I think that they're, um, you know, I don't think they're, they're, you know, great. But I think Louisiana Tech's probably just a little bit better right now. So I'm going to go with Tech. All right. UAB and Southern Miss. Now Jason has the lead um, in this, and and you if you've listened to the past episodes, he is he is like really extended this lead by picking against Southern Miss uh, <laughs> the past few weeks. So um, Jason's going to lead it off. UAB is as of. When we wrote these lines down, we're going to keep it with that. UAB is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite
2: at Southern Miss. So what do you say, Jason? Yeah, so Southern Miss is only – is Southern Miss is 1-5 this year and 1-5 against the spread. This is what it is. So, you know, betting with my heart, I always go with Southern Miss. But, you know, betting with my eyeballs, um, I'm going UAB. Uh, I, I know the defense for Southern Miss is, is going to allow us to hang around I do know that 15-and-a-half is a lot. Um, do I think UAB can put up around 30 points? Probably. Do I think Southern Miss can get to around that 15 mark to cover? That's just, you know, no, I don't. Um, I think Bill Clark is going to blitz his ass off all night long, and it's going to be too much to handle, especially in the later part of the game. So I will take uh, UAB.
3: Okay, Shane. Yeah, I'm. I'm not changing course at this point. I mean, uh, Jason's going to run away with this, pick them by the end. So uh, I'm not going to pick against my Eagles just to try to catch up with him. Um, if I was betting actual money on the website, BetUS, us, uh, then I would probably say that smart money goes to UAB, but because of the black and gold vein in my or blood in my veins, Uh, I'm I'm going with the Eagles just because that's what I do. Yeah, so if they're a, uh, I'm
0: I'm gonna just for no there's no logical reason for this, but I'm gonna pick Southern Miss. Um, then we've got the over and under, UAB and and, and Southern Miss. As of uh, when we wrote these lines down earlier today, the over under was
2: 43
0: and a half points. So, Jason, what do you think?
2: It, so so this is where I'm going to differentiate, because I, I seriously do not have a whole lot of hope. I have, I have very little hope in our offense. Uh, I do think we have a playmaker or two, but, you know, against a UAB defense, I I, I don't love it at all. But I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say Southern Miss still loses the game, but I'm going to say that we score a few more points than I think. Our defense probably gives up some more, so I'm going to go with the over.
3: Oh, man, this is a tough one. Um, just to go against Bump to, to try to make up for the fact that I'm picking the Eagles, although my brain tells me not to in this one, I'm going to go under.
0: So Jason went over and Shane went under.
2: And I hate my pick, but I'm just doing it because I'm, I'm wanting to see us score some points. <laughs> I'm hoping this will help. Look, man, I've tried everything that I can do this year. I've tried the lucky underwear. I've tried the homecoming stash. Uh, seems like I've tried something. I've I've tried reverse karma. You know, so now I'm doing like the smart pick and the dumb pick, and seeing if that equals out to a W. <laughs> <laughs> so the
0: uh, the implied totals. I mean, I'm I'm trying to do the math in my head. So the over/under is 43, and we're a 15 and a half point dog. So I think the implied total would be like UAB 29, Southern Miss 13 and a half, if my math is somewhere around there. So um, I think that's possible. I mean, I, obviously it's not going to be a half, but I think we're I think we're due. Like we've had s- several opportunities. I'm not saying we're going to win the game, but I do feel like we're due to put more points on the board. We I mean, what one more touchdown last weekend, we do hit the over, you know? So. I think that uh, I'm going to go with the with the over with uh, Jason as well on this one. So we will see. I'm going to need J- uh, Jason to go into the negative to catch up to him this week.
2: <laughs> so, so we're halfway uh, through the season. I, I guarantee you, I'm gonna have like an over week. I wanna probably be. Well, it, it'll probably be this week because I got a little bit of the big head. I was like, Katie, look at this. I went eight and two, and I barely lost the other ones. I was this close to going ten and up. Do you have any idea the odds on a ten on a ten game parlay? You know, yeah. Uh, So,
3: Shane, do you have any updates for the week? Here we go. That one made up for the first two and the first two were the same type of bottle. Um, We'll cover that after I get in, but let me get a little pour here. Uh, Both of those first two were really weak. So glad, glad we finished on a strong note because I only brought three bottles downstairs, boys. Uh, I'm not going upstairs for another one. Uh, I do have notes. We had a few things in action last week. Uh, always like to start it off with soccer. Uh, soccer had a one-to-one draw with Louisiana Tech. Uh, Alicia Campos uh, scored the equalizer in the 61st minute to, uh, to drag that one um, into a draw. Uh, That moves the ladies into second place uh, down from from the lead in the West behind Rice. Uh, But guess what? Uh, We're recording this on Wednesday, the 13th. On Thursday, the 14th, Rice is in Hattiesburg. Huge soccer match. Uh, If you guys uh, are, are in Hattiesburg, and you'll want to go watch some really quality soccer. It should be an amazing match there in Hattiesburg tomorrow. Uh, Go cheer on the Lady Eagles against the Rice Owls. They currently stand at 6-3-2, 2-1-2 in Conference USA. Uh, A win here over the Rice Owls would go a long way into boosting them into first place going into uh, postseason play. So uh, ladies are still playing good soccer. Uh, Huge match in Hattiesburg Thursday, the 14th against the the Owls. Um, Next up, uh, women's golf uh, continues to play well. Uh, They were up in Jonesboro, Arkansas at Sage Meadows Country Club in the Lady Red Wolves Classic this past Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Since we're recording a little later in the week, it's actually a finished tournament. Uh, The ladies after round one were in 16th place out of 16 teams. Uh, Just did not have a great first round but really stormed back uh, Round two. Uh, they, uh, they shot a 288 to move up to fifth place. And then after the final round, shooting a 284, the Lady Eagles finished in third out of 16. Uh, that's pretty amazing. After starting 16th out of 16 after the first round to finish in third, uh, freshman uh, Alina Melik is uh, the low scorer for the Lady Eagles. She finished tied for eighth. Uh the Lady Eagle golf team is off until November 9th, so we won't get into that. Uh but the men's golf team was off this past weekend, but this weekend, uh Saturday and Sunday, the sixteenth and seventeenth, they are right in my backyard uh playing at NC State's course up here at the Wolfpack Intercollegiate. Um, I've got a two-year-old birthday party and a one-year-old birthday party on Saturday. And uh, my wife is out of town. Uh, so it's not looking good for me being able to crash uh, Lonnie Pool golf course up here to, to go watch the men play. Uh, but hopefully they represent and, and play some good golf in my city. Uh, women's tennis was off, but next up uh, here Thursday the 14th through Tuesday the 19th, Uh, They're participating in the ITA Southern Regional in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Men's tennis was also off, but they're in ITA Regional Action Thursday through Sunday in Auburn, Alabama. So uh, the women are in Tuscaloosa. The men are in Auburn, both ITA events. Uh, Softball, this past Friday, uh, the 8th, uh, continued their uh, fall uh, junior college series where they play a few teams. And kind of like the last go-round uh, I know the games happened, but there were absolutely no updates on southernmiss.com or on the softball Twitter page to let me know what happens. Uh, they did play Jones College, um, and that's, it's still weird for me not to have a junior in between Jones and college, uh, but uh, Jones College it is, and then Pearl River Community College uh, to, to wrap that up. I believe they are done with their, their fall uh, play. But uh, they did get two commitments this week. I know they've got three so far, um, but couldn't track down who that first commitment was. Uh, Tallulah Pescucci from Bentonville, Arkansas, committed. And then Shelby Allen, a center fielder from Durant High School in Plant City, Florida, committed this week. So uh, a couple of commitments for the softball team. Uh, moving on across country, they were off, but... Uh, they will be in action Friday, the 15th, down at Florida State at the FSU Cross Country Invite slash Pre Nationals. Uh, volleyball was in action. Uh, they did not have a great weekend at North Texas. Friday the 8th, they fell zero to three, and then turn around Saturday the 9th and fell one to three to North Texas. That moves the Lady Eagle volleyball team to 10 and 10 and 2 and 4 in Conference USA action. Hey, uh, Danger Dog, chill out, buddy. You're making that chair squeak. Both of my dogs are being real noisy tonight, so uh, I apologize for that. Uh, he's digging a hole in a blanket in the recliner and just shaking it back and forth. Um, uh, next up, the Lady Eagles are back at home where they've had most of their success uh, this year. They have. Hmm, I didn't write down who they played. I wrote down uh, that they have Saturday or Friday at five o'clock and Saturday at 11 o'clock. But um, I'm going to have to look that up before we get off and I'll I'll circle back and let you guys know who they're playing. It is conference action. I want to say it's UTEP, but I may be wrong about that. Um, And then lastly, beach volleyball announced some fall play uh, here recently this Saturday, the 16th, uh, here in Hattiesburg, they are going to be hosting Tulane, Spring Hill, and Southeastern, and the Southern Miss Fall Tournament. So that wraps up the other sports, uh, and I'm going to quickly look up uh, who volleyball is playing this weekend.
0: So I think we've covered a, a good bit of a good chunk of discussion this week we we were a little late this week I um, Shane was in the air I guess Sunday and then I was out of town uh, took a couple of days went to New Orleans so uh, I was out of pocket we decided that it was probably best for us all to be together since this was Shane's first game back and uh, you know it'd be great to, to hear his insights and I had I had to tell my story about what happened on the weekend too so do you guys have any shout outs this week?
2: I have uh, I have several shoutouts. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Daniel Paul. Daniel came up to us at the tailgate right there, uh, son of Joe Paul, um, and identified himself and you know, or introduced himself. Identified himself. Who is he? Jamie with the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he came up and said hello, man. And said he enjoyed the show. It doesn't live around here anymore, so that's kind of how he keeps up with stuff. And I always always appreciate that, man. That's what it's all about. Um, Darren Hirsch, my good buddy, lives in Brookhaven now and his son. He comes to town uh, every year for Brooke, for uh, homecoming. Uh, ran into Kurt bear and Bob Pierce at J-Fest. Wanted to give them a shout-out. Uh, Jim Cole stopped by the tailgate. Dr. Oh, yeah. Jim, Cole. Dr. Jim, Dr. Cole. Jim Cole. Dr. Jim Cole. Dr. Jim yeah. Cole, yes. And had the swag, man. Hooked us up with some cups and buttons. And I think those sunglasses he put out went in like four seconds. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, Russ Willis ran into him at J-Fest and everybody, everybody that I've ever known (laughs) I ran into this weekend. So this is, this is a very small portion of that. Um, And Jamie, you're probably going to say this uh, or Shane or somebody was, but I just wanted to mention that Marsha and Angela have eloped and are married now. So, so that's very cool. And um, look forward to having a little, uh, I don't know, like m- maybe one of these tailgates we can kind of cater it towards a Marshant and Angela-themed uh, tailgate. Maybe we can get some of that Kentucky magic going on, man, that they got with, with, with their season so far, because Angela's a big uh, Kentucky fan, so maybe she can bring some of some of that our way. So Maybe when they lose their magic is when we get ours. Mm, and they're going to lose it this weekend. I'm <laughs> for it.
3: I'm whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shade, what about you? Yeah, uh, Jason uh, just uh, just covered that one. I was gonna uh, shout out to um, Marshant and Angela. Congratulations to those guys. Uh, that's awesome. It was fun hanging out with him at the football game. Uh, we had never met before, uh, and then uh, sat beside him at the football game and just had a blast. He's uh, hilarious. Uh, not only is he a Golden Eagle legend, but uh, but he's a huge Golden Eagle fan and uh it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun uh sitting there drinking beer, watching Golden Eagle football with him. Uh give a shout out to the Lowry's. Uh Patrick and Lisa ran over on my way to uh meet my aunt and uh Swayze's mom at the uh the Ferlici's, not the Freleci Center, Jesus Christ. Uh that's the ticket office at the um, um what what are the rich people's name? Um but uh, the, the athletic center Duff. in the end zone, the Duff Center, thank you. The, the, the incredibly stinking rich people, uh, the That's Duff Center. Uh, yeah, Swayze is a, uh, a cousin of mine. And uh, so I figured that I better hit my aunt up, who is Swayze's grandmother, uh, while I was in town, uh, before I got disowned from the family. So got to see Swayze postgame uh, and, and chat with him for a little bit, uh, which was cool. Um, he's obviously substantially younger than I am. So we weren't close when he was growing up, but, uh, awesome to, uh, to pull him from a big bulldog family into the black and gold. And now that, that part of the family that was always heavily involved with Mississippi state athletics, uh, bleeds black and gold as well. Cause, uh, Swayze loves it in Hattiesburg and, and, uh, I appreciate him doing something that I could never accomplish by converting that side of the family. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we went and, and talked to uh, Patrick and Lisa on my way over there, uh, and uh, they, they are regular listeners to the show, old neighbors of mine, good friends for a long time. Uh, and, man, just, I ran into too many people to name, uh, really. Uh, if, if I get into that, I'll, uh, I'll definitely leave some folks out, so uh, I'll just kind of stop it there.
0: Yeah, right there with you, and I want to give a shout-out to oh. Shane. And it,
3: oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna. Uh, you you can give a shout out to me, but uh, before we sign off, I can't forget to tell people what I was drinking tonight. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Hey. Um, we to give you a shout out, man. You're like the uh, you're like the Southern Miss equipment team, man. You uh, crashed at <laughs> my house and you left it cleaner than what you found it. So that was uh. <laughs> was nice. Good catching, yeah. good catching up. Good hanging out. Uh, good to see you. Um, you know, anytime you can get down without bringing the family, it's gonna be a lot more fun. No, I'm joking. Um. Yes.
3: So just, <laughs> you're not lying either. So
0: that was good catching up. Uh, you know, Or no, just make, send
3: Catherine
2: and you keep the kid over there. Either way. Yeah.
3: Lord, yeah. I, I keep the kid enough. I'm, I'm on a long stretch <laughs> right now where Catherine flew out early this morning. She left the house at like 445. She's got an event at Jack Daniels this weekend. Uh, so she flew to Nashville this morning and she's not coming back until Monday. Um, so. Me and me and ever are, are on a long stretch. She was pretty good today, but I, I know it at some point during the stretch, she's going to remember that she's two and a half and she's going to be an absolute little terror to deal with. But uh, she's a sweet <laughs> kid. I love her to death. But sometimes she remembers that she's a toddler and acts like a toddler. So I, uh,
0: I also have to give congratulations to Marsha and Angela. I kind of saw where they went to the courthouse like a couple weeks ago. and I was kind of like fishy. Uh, mm-hmm. something I knew something was up, and then he mentioned this weekend that that was the kind of the plan. So, uh, really awesome. Yeah, they got married uh Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, and um, so congratulations to them. The Kennys now, Angela and Marchant, great couple, big USM fans. Uh, really, really excited to have them in the mix. And hey, I got to give a special shout out to Captain Richard Smith of the Southern Miss Police Department. Uh, just outstanding work in making sure. That uh, the bathrooms are not compromised, <laughs> and that uh, husbands who get a little loud maybe don't necessarily deserve to go to jail uh, over being angry. So, hey, shout out to Captain to Richie, Captain Smith, uh, with the Southern Miss Police Department. Shane, what were you drinking this
3: this uh, week? Serve and protect, right? Um, there you go. I started off with uh, a couple of bullet whiskey uh, bourbon single barrel picks from uh, a couple of groups that I'm um, lucky to be a member of up here. Uh, The first one is from Bull City Bourbon Club. Uh, They called it Double Shortcake because it tastes uh, a lot like strawberry shortcake in a glass. Uh, The other one is from North Carolina Bourbon Society, and they called theirs This Shit is Bananas uh, because it tastes like banana cream pie. Um, so it's kind of crazy how uh, two single barrels of the same type of bourbon can be so drastically different, but uh, they named them appropriately. and uh, that's exactly what they taste like. And then uh, brought it back to the hub city uh, to, to tie it back in. Uh, the little North Carolina love, little little Lincoln Road package store love. Uh, drinking, uh, Lincoln Road package stores 53rd barrel pick of four roses single barrel. Uh, for the people that, uh, that know what I'm talking about, it's a 10 year, five month OESV recipe. Um, pretty dang good stuff. Uh, if, if you're ever lucky enough to, uh, stumble into Lincoln Road when they're doing a four roses barrel pick, uh, they're not the cheapest bottles in the world. Uh, I've been begging Jamie and Jason to go grab bottles for me uh, (laughs) when they've dropped here lately. But it is phenomenal whiskey. It's hard to find a better bottle to sip on. So uh, that's what I drank. And uh, one last shout out to Mr. Chad Dickens after being on uh, the road uh, before the rice game. I had sent him some whiskey samples in the mail. Uh, and then uh, let him know once they were in the mail. And he was like, oh, man, I'm not going back home until after homecoming. So uh, <laughs> he did, did let me know that the whiskey samples made it to his house. Hopefully they weren't sunbaked and ruined. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Dickens, great meeting you, sir. We've, uh, we've had a lot of back and forth on the Twitters, but uh, we, we met each other face-to-face finally at the tailgate, hang out, and uh, let me know what you think about those samples, man.
0: All right, I think we I think that just about does it. So hey guys, uh, two of us will see you at the Rock this weekend. This Saturday, two thirty p.m. Southern Miss hosting UAB. Uh, we're taking a zen like approach to the rest of the season. We just hope you get out there and enjoy yourself. I think it's gonna be a great time, uh, regardless of the outcome. Always good to spend time with the Southern Miss faithful. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.
1: Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you